0: There's a show that comes on network television. It's called, What Would You Do? Where people are put in different types of scenarios, various scenarios to see how they will respond to... uh, There's a show... It's called What Would You Do? It's on network television where people are put into different types of situations to see how they would uh, react to someone uh, doing something that's sometimes is out of the normal or sometimes it is normal just to see how they would react to it, whether it's uh, uh, someone leaving their wallet on the table or someone being rude to a waiter in a restaurant to various different things. And I asked myself this question. What would I have done if I were standing there watching what happened to George Floyd? As I watched it on um, TV, they're showing the trial right now. I um, focused in a lot on what the crowd was doing Over and over, from the very beginning of uh, uh, them leaving the store, going out to talk to him, to the ending part where the police had his knee in his neck. What would you do? What would I do? What would we do as a crowd? I'm going to take you back years ago to myself, to a story about myself. My wife has a niece in Chicago whose children have lived with us before. And matter of fact, even a niece had lived with us down in Kansas. We're all the way 600 and something miles away in Chicago visiting Well, it wasn't a visit. Uh, The direct purpose to come up there was I was gonna go up there, see the kids, and pick them up. You know, uh, we have received papers from, uh, I would call it DCF, like the Department of Children and Family Services, uh, to where to keep these kids from going into state custody, we came to pick them up to live with us. I was driving a white Thunderbird. Ford Thunderbird, Kansas Tags, on the area we had to go in the Robert Taylor homes. I think it's Robert Taylor on 45th, 43rd and federal in Chicago and very rough area. As I grew up, I always heard about it and seen about seen different things about it on the news or riding past it on a bus on State Street. Uh, you would look and you would say, wow, look at this place. I'm talking about building after building after building, 18 stories tall. I don't know how many people living in each apartment. And granted, it is known for drugs, crime, uh, game balance. As reported by the news, it's known for that. But it's also known for people who don't have the ability to live in plush new homes in the suburbs, but have a home to provide for their children. It's also known for that. It's also known for a place where more, young mothers can bring up their child in their own setting or apartment. When we arrived there, come down the backside of the, uh, of uh, State Street where the projects are, we noticed that... Um, it was a bunch of guys like in the street area, in in between the street and where the cars come down, like almost um, like blocking the street. And I remember my wife told me to go around them, and as I tried to go around one of them, we didn't know what they were. Well, we thought they were like uh, it was some gang violence or gang activity going on. So I tried to go around them, and when I went around one of them, one of the uh, the the individuals, a white a male hand bumped my mirror and it's almost like he did it on purpose and the next thing I know I hear stop the car stop the car over and over again they help yelling stop the car my wife's saying don't stop Tony don't stop keep going and I'm uh terribly frightened at this time because i don't know the 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 individuals are chasing the car and i hit on the brakes because one of them jumped in front of the car and pulled out uh uh, looks like a nine millimeter or a glock pistol and the other ones uh pulled out their weapons and i slammed on the brakes put it in park and you know how your doors unlock when you put it in park snatched me out the car Pulled my wife out of the car, came to the other side. She came just a little bit later, they came to her side. Pulled me out the car, put his hands around my neck while the other one had a his weapon, his 9 millimeter pointed to the side of my face. What would you do? At this time, I'm feeling terribly afraid. I'm shaking. I didn't know if they were... Uh, uh, Game banger, that's my first thought. Cause they were in plain clothes. I never forget one of them hit. that Carhartt, I think it is, uh, emblem on his jacket. Every time I see that emblem on someone's jacket, it just feels, sends uh, chills down my spine. So they asked me. What are you trying to do? You trying to run us over? You trying to do this? You know, this all questions, questions coming from three or four different people at the same time. While he's choking me. This is all why he's choking me. And while a pistol, I still call it a pistol, a weapon, nine millimeters pointed to my face. And I'm telling them we're here to pick up kids. We're here. My wife is just saying we're here to pick up kids. We have the papers. We're here to pick up kids. We, we, we. You know, like we have business there. And he snatched out the car and started going through my car. Never asked. This is all why they're still holding me up with hands around my neck. At one point, he switched from like choking to an elbow. Not the elbow. His forearm. Forearm against me. This is the known police tactic. Against my neck. It says, "What are you doing here again?" And they went in. Uh, well, let me let me back up a little bit. All while this was happening, it was some young. Uh, people and some older ladies uh, I remember the older ladies saying let those people alone, they ain't doing nothing hollering from all the way across telling them to leave us alone so that leads me to understand that they familiar, to, to think that they were familiar with who the police were at this time, we found out they were police because I happened to look down and I saw a badge on one of them's waist which he never identified himself as a police officer during, during the first few minutes of this, they went through the car. They looked and found these papers from DCF or from the Children and Family Services. And started saying, okay, all right, all right, we know what you're here for. You can go. Never said I'm sorry or I apologize or anything like that, which it still wouldn't have meant anything to me, apology. But I'm shaking. I'm scared out of my mind. And tell us, oh, it was a car here earlier that was involved in the shooting that fits the description of your car. Is that not the oldest line in the book that the police were using in, that's still used to today? You fit the description. (laughs) Man, have I not heard that before? Not just on TV, but in Chicago. So... They let us go, and at that point, I'm looking at my wife like, I don't care about these kids, I don't care about your niece, I don't care about anyone. I want to get in this car, turn right around, go a few blocks over, get on a damn ride, and head back to Kansas. At that point, I can care less about anyone but my own wife and my safety. But we did end up going. To the apartment and, and I'm still shaking, getting on the elevator in there and going up there and to talk to her and get her to take with us. Still at the point that I'm shaking. What I'm getting at is that this is nothing new. What happened to George Floyd? That's nothing new. The tactics of the police officer are nothing new. And don't get me wrong, I don't dislike police. I don't have a hatred for police. But I dislike the policemen's tactics sometimes. I dislike the individual who carry out these type of tactics. Not the whole force or the name police, the word police, the organization of police. No, policemen who result to using these tactics Of fear and scared to scare the daylights out of an individual because they have a problem with handling their own control, their level of control. Now, granted, it's a dangerous city and danger is out there every day, but if you look at it, look at, as I looked at CNN and the four different viewpoints of what happened to George Floyd, I looked at them going straight to the car and you can see by the pace that they have that they were going in a bit of a like a almost like a rage like how they even walk. And the first thing they do is pull out their weapons and point it at a man for, listen now, for a fake $20 bill, you're going to pull out your weapons and point it to them. If you can hear them standing over there, they're kind of moving around. That's another tactic, too. They're moving around a lot. The police will always, when they pull you over a lot of times, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, you were moving around quite a bit when I was behind you. You know, when they first pull you up, moving on. yeah, I'm moving around. I'm looking for my license. I'm looking for my wallet. I, I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong, but that's the first thing that they did. As I continue to watch, four different viewpoints, I thought within myself, how could anyone with a heart, with any kind of heart, not feel for this man As he begged for his life over and over again, as he cried out for his mother over and over again, as he stated, I'm claustrophobic. You think they paid any attention to that or any type of other problems that you may have? Policemen need to be trained. Train them in mental health, not just for a day watching a, 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 a video or a webinar on mental health, but train them. Let it be a part of the academy. Some psychological training, psychological training on how to handle these type of situations or recognize. You may not know how to handle it. You got to call in the professionals for that. But how to recognize that don't just think... Cause the man has spit or foaming at the mouth that he's on drugs. What are you on? Don't just think because a man is anxious and everything that he's up to. So he's on drugs or he's up to something. It, it, it could be if the man said he had been shot before. How do you think he feel when you walk up on him with a nine millimeter? You think he's not going to be anxious to sitting there? You know, toot 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 twiddling his thumbs, like all is well? No. Not even, I I haven't been shot, but if somebody point a nine millimeter at me, I'm gonna be a little bit excited. Well, what would you do is what I'm asking. What would you do if this were you in this situation? How would you react? How would you deal with the tactics of the police? How would you deal with the fear that's raging in your body that's coming up? Were you hyper vigilant and just seeing so many different things going on at once? This man lost his life for what they say was $20. While people stood around and watched, no, they could not run to the police and just push him off. I'm not saying that. But they cried out. They watched, but they cried out. What would you do? Would you cry out and say, check his pulse? Get off of him. He's not moving. He's not breathing. Or would you look at it as the police just doing their job? Thank you very much. I'm Antonio J. Tim, the mayor. You have a good day.